2: Hey all this is Anthony Leone from Silk Nine, and you're listening to Ludini's Rock and Roll Circus.
1: You are listening to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus, where we are changing rock history one podcast at a time. Hey everyone, Lou Lombardi back at you, aka Ludini, and we have a great uh, show for you guys today. We've got Anthony Leone from Silk Nine. Silk Nine has been a favorite. Of the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus for uh, a few years now. Um, we started playing the uh, track off of their first album um, about uh, two years ago when we discovered who these guys were, and we were just absolutely floored uh, and blown away. And I believe the track that we were playing, let me scroll through my notes real quick and see if I can find it. Um, it's off their first album, and I'm not, my notes are not my, oh, there we are. I think we were jamming, uh, um, I can't remember right now. <laughs> What track we were jamming, but well, we really loved it. It was off their first album, and um, it was a it was a good one. And uh, the great hard rock sound that you know and I know, and we all love. And that is what uh, we're all about here at the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. So we got Silk Nines, Anthony Leone here in a second. But first, I want to let you guys know that you are listening to Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. We have um, our website at ludinirockandrollcircus.com. dot com and uh, I want you guys to uh, check that out because there's a lot of great interviews there and our music podcast which goes live every uh, week on Facebook with uh, my co-host Lily V6 and my co-host um uh, keith hawkins keith the hawk hawkins and uh, where we uh, pick a cool topic and we have a lot of fun and we bust each other's chops over it and you guys can chime in live and we have a, it's just like a big party we're drinking it's a good time so it's every monday night uh, on facebook uh, so uh, friend me and you can uh, find out all about that um as uh, oh and one more thing uh, if you like some behind the scenes stuff if uh, you want to get in on you know hard rock and how it's made and what's going on and uh, some interesting bands and stuff that you're not hearing everywhere I, I, uh, I have my own private uh, group it is the Lou Lombardi's Inner Circle you can go to loulombardimusic.com backslash inner circle and you can hang out with me as i uh, work on new riffs for a new album and show you guys some very cool new bands that you probably don't know anything about some exclusive interviews things like that so you can go to lulombardi music.com backslash inner circle and you can hang out with me there all right guys so we have been uh, uh telling you guys about silk nine for a couple of years uh when kevin and i uh, started the music podcast we was probably one of the first bands that we played a pittsburgh based hard rock band it was a uh, Uh, Founded uh, in April of 2013 by Anthony Leone, and uh, the vision was to embrace the essence of '90s of the '90s rock sound, but add a more contemporary, modern hard rock spin to it. And uh, the great band, and they've got a new EP out, and um, all kind of great stuff happening. I just was at their uh, CD release, and it was uh, it was an event. It was a real event, and a lot of fun. So, Anthony, welcome to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. How are you? I'm fine, Lou. How are you? I'm doing great, buddy. It's great to have you on, finally, after all these years. (laughs) Uh,
2: It's great to be on, finally.
1: So tell me, um, let's go ahead, because, see, not everybody who plays guitar, and Anthony, you know this, uh, because we know a lot of people play guitar, not everybody who plays guitar is like writing songs and putting out albums and working with uh, record labels and doing CD releases. So obviously, at some point, you got bit by the bug in a bad way. (laughs) so tell take us back to the beginning and tell us how and why you really got became so passionate about music.
2: Well, it, you know it's funny. I started playing you know guitar when I was seven years old. I picked uh, I got an acoustic guitar and you know strummed away and learned all my first position chords and you know started you know playing the Beatles and you know things like that. And um, I did it for a couple years and then you know I kind of lost interest. Uh, until one day, I was over at a friend's house, you know, and I hear all this loud live music. And um, I said, "Well, let's let's go let's go see what that is." And they said, "No, no, don't you know, don't bother them." I'm like, ah, I'm gonna go over and check this out, you know." <laughs> so I end up, you know, going over and I'm peeking my nose in, and you know, I knock on the door, and you know, guys kind of turn around. I you know, I remember like it was yesterday. One of the guys is standing there holding a Gibson Flying V, and I'm like, "Oh my god, look at that!" You know, there's a lot. There's there's a big drum set and bass microphones. I'm just like. I just walked into heaven, you know? Uh, so the guy's were really cool. And I don't even remember, I don't even remember the name of the band, but um, I had, uh, oh, I do remember the one guy, the guitar player. And I'll circle up on um, how, you know, I still know him, but anyway, uh, so I go in and, um, you know, they were really nice. They're like, you know, this is the first time I ever saw like an electric guitar, like right there in front of me, mm-hmm. you know, obviously seen him in pictures, but there's so guys like, Hey, you want to hold this? And by that time I had kind of lost, you know, I knew a few chords, that that started it all over again you know yeah. i left there and i went home and said ma i need an electric guitar she <laughs> said no way <laughs> you know and i said no i said really so these guys are down the bass and they're playing they're, they're playing these songs and i said you know they're playing right. Well, it's just it's great you know like and um so i ended up didn't get you know i got an electric guitar and i just from that point on it's it's just been you know downhill <laughs> you know uh as i got better you know i got in bands and, and, and you know then you know much much later started writing songs and uh and then you know then i was to, introduced to my my first tube amp oh boy. So, and then i just fell over i'm like oh my gosh <laughs> so you know? so when yeah. you
1: first started playing electric guitar like what like riffs what was out there what were you you know because well that well it's what we all did. There were guys we were trying to emulate or who are heroes. So who who what were the sort of uh, guitarists who were sort of floating around at that time that you were like really into?
2: Well, funny the first that night uh with those guys, the the first thing I learned was they showed me what a power chord was. Oh Just, wow. I, I played I played full guitar, you know, it was like, you know, all the big chords, you right, know, right, the, the right, acoustic right.
1: chords. Yeah. Uh-huh.
2: Um, well then they showed D five, C five, you know. I'm like wow this with and a distortion pedal okay. so Smoke on the Water was the first song I played on electric guitar <laughs> of
1: course <It's laughs> the guitar players uh, uh, rise to manhood yes
2: <laughs> right uh, and uh, you know so that kind of this started everything and then you know as that progressed obviously I'm a huge George Lynch fan and I remember uh, I don't remember what I remember hearing uh, uh, maybe it was Breaking the Chains or something mm-hmm. like that and then I'm like man who's that guitar player you know and that was, you know, then I started really following Lynch. And later on, I really started to listen to how he played and how he phrased things and how he did these little bursts, but always kept things melodic. Yeah. And that's kind of how I kind of, you know, molded my thing, where, you know, I seen all these guys that could play so fast, um, that could shred, sweep arpeggios. I mean, they were just, and that just, to me, that wasn't for me. Like, I am I play hard. I'm a ham- I, what I call hammer fist, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was more kind of when, you know, ace freely blended in with little george lynch maybe a little Vito brada you know all you know Warren D. martini like all the guys that they were quick and stuff and they played fat but they always tag, what i call tagged up where they you know they come back to the melody yeah. or get that one sweet note and just vibrato the heck out of it yeah you know just make you want to cry you know that's you know so i that's how i kind of wanted to mold my guitar sound and my playing is around melody things like that
1: how did uh, how did Silk Nine come about? Because we have two because the band formed and then you've had some lineup changes. So let's t- how did that band initially get started?
2: Well, it's odd. Exit the Pain was never supposed to be um, a band. Um, that album was going to be just a uh, just me, you know, my name on it, and just release some some songs. The idea was I was going to you know write a few songs, get together with other local musicians have some guest appearances um and, and release it on my own um well i don't know what's, i can't remember exactly how it went about or what song it was but i remember that you know obviously Jamie Rohr was playing with me at the time you know uh, who became the singer the first singer of Silk Nine and um i said hey you know what do you what do you think about this track this track you know Doug Carnahan is going to do this track and blah 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 and um you know he said he said i'll do this i'll do this and you know we it slowly started to build. In the meantime, you know, I had you know, did a, my first gig with Silk Nine, done with uh, Lou Hetcher to Dead Horse. We opened for Tough, and I just grabbed some guys and said, hey, man, you, just, you guys want to do an opening show, 45-minute set? We'll play eight or ten tunes, and, you know, just go have some fun. Right. Um, so that's how it did. So that first night, I remember, you know, I had wristbands and stickers and, you know, merged out on our first gig out there, and, uh, you know, everybody's like, man, this is awfully odd for a cover band. Well, it was, it was never going to end up that way. I knew that that's how I had to get this thing going. I had to get that name yeah. out there. And we ended up getting like, you know, 75 people slammed into that dead horse cantina. Cool. Everybody left with, with something that said, you know, our, our name on it. I had shirts, like I said, wristband stickers, whatever. Um, and so everybody left with that. And I just kept promoting the heck out of it. Um, and then as time went on, Jamie came aboard. Um, and we, you know, we turned it into an original project, and this is all going on while we're recording. And then I called him one day and I said, Listen, man, this is it's really going well. I would like you to do the rest of the songs on this EP. Um, Doug will guest on, on the one, and uh, you know, what do you think about you know making this thing a band name? Let's release this under Silk Nine. And you know, there was like this big delay on the phone, and he's like, Yeah, man, he goes, I think. I, i think we should do that i think we should give this a. I think we should give this a shot you know yeah and um so yeah we did i mean we, we that's how we you know we released that first um ep under the name it was it's never supposed to be that way but it turned <laughs> out that it it ended up you know good that we did you know and as far as the lineup changes going you know that's kind of where this whole name came about yeah You know, Silk Nine is an oxymoron. It's about putting things together that don't exactly fit or may not fit at Mm -hmm. the moment. Mm -hmm. Um, But you think, you know, the the idea of Silk being something, you know, smooth and soft, and, you know, the idea behind the Nine was, you know, uh, a gun, you know, like a Nine on your side, something like Uh that. Um, And it kind of went after, you know, almost like the Velvet Revolver thing, you know, was was in my mind. Mm -hmm. And I think I told you that. So that's kind of, you know, and the reason I did it is because I knew there would be different members down the road. You know, marriage is hard to keep together with two people. <laughs> to keep four guys together, yeah, right. which what I knew would be a very long journey as an original band, yeah. was virtually impossible. Because, you know, and, and every artist, every musician deserves to be paid for their work. I get it. But it's very hard to provide that to someone. Right when you know as well as I do that it's, you know, there's, it's funny because I, I just watched *Higher Gun oh, yeah. and to see what money that they don't make <laughs> blows me away because yeah. here I'm thinking, man, if I can get, you know, if we could ever get to that level, then would, you know, no. You're, it doesn't matter what level you're at. There's a lot of guys at that level that still have a second job and or you know, just houses. Painting, <laughs> painting hot Right. <laughs> hey, go down and get, if you need money, go down to deliver pizzas. Like, yeah. that was crazy to me. So, you know, it's, it's hard. So as you go on, you know, I keep trying to explain to people that, you know, what little money we make has to, and Jamie and I had a good relationship with this as far as we called Silk Nine our baby. Mm-hmm. So anything that we made, we, you know, just like your baby, you take care of the baby first. Right. You know? And that's how we were able to do the things that we wanted to do, get the money for recording, um, you know, buy the merch, get set up, put together a good budget each year for, you know, advertisement, Merchandise. Know how many shows we needed to do, so it was all. I mean, it was all pretty calculated as to what we wanted to do, how yeah. we were going to do it, what we needed to make for each show to keep the baby rolling and not have to pull money out of our pockets. Right. And that's one thing I'm very, very proud of. You know, anybody that's recorded with this band has—I've never asked anybody for money because we've been able to stand on our own two feet by having a good, a business plan together each year on what we're going to do, what we have to do you know, what our overheads are and and how we want to, you know, go about it so that we can do what we want to do. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, that's very smart. And and, uh, I I attribute that to the failure of a lot of bands because they don't understand that. And they're, you know, (laughs) you know, they're, they're blowing everything and then they wonder why they can't make it work. So it does take that uh, sort of attitude and that, you know, business mindset to say, you know, this is what we have to do. I mean, <clears throat> in any business that you have, you do have that period of, you know, well, you know, what we do, we take the money, we reinvest. We keep reinvesting until we get to the point where we can take a draw on it. But in the beginning, that's that, that, that's how it works. Um, now, you have a new, let's talk about the new lineup, and then I want to uh, jam out uh, the new single. So, who's, who's in the band now? And, and let's talk a little bit about the new record.
2: Sure. So, um, uh, Scotty Boyd uh, came on as a lead vocalist very well-known guy, great voice. I mean, it just, we had a great, he's a great uh, partner to write with. Um, I had a great uh, experience with Jamie, never thought that I would be able to fill those, those shoes. And what I mean by that writing partner, it's very hard to sit down and write with someone. Uh, I've had a hard time playing
1: with with before.
2: Um, I know that his current project is, is country, which is, you know, kind of odd. It's not anything like silk nine. Um, uh, but I, I don't know, um, Okay. I mean, Back in the day, uh, I mean, years and years ago, um, he was in a band called Whiskey High. Okay,
1: that's where uh, I knew him. That's where I know okay. him from. I, I yeah. kept on looking at him with the show. I'm like, I know this guy. He's, I, I absolutely freaking know him. Yeah, because uh, my band in the 90s, did shows with did shows with whiskey high all the time uh okay and uh, and scott I, that's what scott was i'm like okay all right i got it together sorry sorry guys we digress we're having a little pittsburgh rock moment here so just talk amongst yourselves for a minute but.
2: yeah absolutely <laughs> so uh yeah it was it was great you know when i called scott it was great that he you know he wanted to jump on he was interested in, in writing material with me and we you know retribution turned out great obviously and we had a you know really good time writing that together um on drums, Justin Walker came on. Um, you know, he adds just a great dynamic. And it's funny how we do things. Everybody thinks I'm crazy, but you know, when Justin gets a song or an idea, it's basically a guitar and a melody over a click track. Um, I'll tell him what the tempo is. He sets his click track, but then from there, you know, he creates the, the dynamic. Whether he wants you know the drums to speed up, slow down, yeah. stop—like he creates that dynamic—and I give him full reign. And you know, I trust what he's going to do. Charlie Dog Hughes, um, very well known in the area. You know, playing with a lot of other bands, and he plays out you know all the time. Um, So coming to do an original thing was you know it was it was great that he you know I've been working on Charlie for quite some time. Um, I knew he was the guy because in a one guitar player band, you really need a guy that has a huge huge bass tone. Yeah, I'm sure you heard the other night. Yep it's pretty big yes and it takes such a big weight off my shoulders to have to fill gaps and things when you have a guy like that so you know again you know when we were writing retribution he would come over we would sit down and um i'd let him hear the guitar he would start you know tinkering around and just you know an hour later we had a, a pretty solid bass line down that we were happy with um so you know the lineup. You know charlie justin scott and myself has um has created this retribution that you know we're pretty pretty stoked about
1: all right and we i'm stoked about it too i'm gonna go ahead we're gonna crank up um the the, the new single um right now this is uh, sh- uh, guys check this out this is so freaking good this whole record is is absolutely fan-freaking-tastic uh so i encourage you to, to to get it but um this is shattered and stained new single from silk nine and the ludini rock and roll circus <laughs> okay Th- that's massive sounding just <laughs> just great tell us about the recording process who you worked with uh, mike ofka uh, at innovation studios tell us a little bit about that and uh also you can jump in and give us a little uh uh, uh, uh a bit about uh john uh john uh, john Marchuca, uh of uh r rfl your record label
2: sure well let's start off with that because um if you just heard the single and you love the single and you're wondering where can i get this at i really want to get this into my uh iTunes library or into my collection, um, any of the digital download sites, anywhere I have it, Spotify, all of them. Uh, but if you want a physical copy, um, you can email me at silk9rocks at gmail.com and I will send you a copy. Or you can go on the RFL Records website, which is simply www.rflrecords.com. Go to Silk-, Silk Nine Merchandise, the drop down, and then just click on the CD and uh, it'll be at your doorstep. Um, so to answer your question, um, you know, John Marhefka, uh, I is. Have,
1: I said it wrong. Marhefka, I'm that's no,
2: i I've, I've been saying it like you did um, <laughs> since I met John until the CD release party. He said, Marhefka. And I went, huh? He said, Mar-, I'm like, what's a Marhefka? He goes, my name is pronounced Marhefka. I'm like, we've been together almost two years. I've been calling you John Marchuka and now all of a sudden, you know, you correct me. You, you know, you had, you had two years to correct me. You, you picked tonight, but that's okay.
1: All right, it's good.
2: So, um, yeah, so, um, so, all right. What was your question again? Would you uh, want so, so go that?
1: ahead and talk talk about the making of the record and your relationship with John and Mike.
2: Cool. So I met John. Um, I saw I think a post on Facebook or something about you know him starting an indie label, looking for bands, things like that. So I just you know I reached out to him and um, he said, hey, let's you know let's meet and talk. So we sat down. We met. Um, he had printed out some you know some Silk Nine stuff that you know he was looking at. Um, told me he really liked Exit the Paint. Uh, he said that uh, you know, he'd like to see if we could work out the deal to release a new album under RFL Records. And I said, okay. So we got that, and I'm going to go quickly through that because that's boring stuff. So okay. we get to um, Innovation Studios. So we are starting to record uh, the drum tracks uh, for Retribution. And I think the first song we did was Knife in My Back. And John had come down. Um, you know, a few hours into it, and you know, he introduced him to Mike Ofka at Innovation Studios in Steubenville. Uh, you know, I consider Mike our fifth member because I worked with him all through Exit the Pain. Uh, we had a really good baseline of what we want this band to sound like, and just we all we did was from Exit the Pain the Retribution was put it on steroids. Yeah. You know, we wanted to take it and put it on steroids, and I think he, you know, he did a really good job at that. So, John came in, and um, you know he finally got to hear things start to come together he started to see the layers and you know he's hearing the drums go down live over top of the guitar and you know i could just see his eyes were you know just getting big you know and uh i said hey boss i said what do you think he said i think it sounds amazing um so you know he went on his way and he lets us do our thing and um you know, once we get all the drums, I think it was two days, we, we, we lay down all the drum tracks, and uh, then I take that all home with me. All the drum tracks I take home, and I start layering my guitar tracks down. Because, you know, we put a, I put a rough guitar track down, you know, Justin hears things differently, he mm-hmm. might want to add an accent here or there mm-hmm. that I don't have um, in there. And it's funny, because that song, Shattered and Stained, there's a really cool snare feel right towards the end that i Do this thing on guitar where it's just, you know, it's almost like a two octave thing where I do this big stretch from my first finger to my pinky. And all I do is just, I just follow that snare. And it just, to me, for a guitar player, just added this little extra, you know? Right, right. If if it was there or not, it probably wouldn't have mattered. But to me, I'm like, ah, I like that, you know? Yeah. So it was just adding those little nuances, just built. We had the foundation. Now we're just adding nuances and layering things and making them sound big. Um, So once I've got that all done, you know, I send that to, to Charlie. And um, he listens, and then he stops over my house and, you know in my little studio, and then we, we lay down the bass. And then I take all those guitar tracks, all those bass tracks, with all those drum tracks. We go back down to Mike Innovation uh, and, and Scotty comes in in the evenings and we start working our vocals out. And those, those sessions are really great because you know it's nice to lead, you know, I'll never say it's not, but to sit back and kind of let Mike Ofka Take the reins, which, and I always give him, everybody asks me how a relationship is. Like, he gets final set in a lot of things. There's things that I say, no, I don't like that. And he'll tell me straight up, this is what it needs to be. And I trust him enough to, you know, pick my battles. Right. You know, um, because I trust him. And it's, for me, that's a huge, huge, huge thing, you know, having a trust, having trust in someone to, you know, take a part of what what you're doing and, and, you know, Look out for you and make right, it the best. Of, right,
1: make it the you know, best. Because a
2: lot of time, times, you know, right. as well as I do, you know, when you're writing songs, you have a thought of what it should be, and you get so caught up in what it should be, you don't think about what it could be. And sometimes that mm. could be is that little bit that makes it Takes over the it, top. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. It makes it something really special. Oh, so, yes. okay, so, uh, Anthony, why don't you go ahead then and tell us the, the, the Retribution is out, it's rocking hard. What does the next six to 12 months look like for Silk Nine?
2: What's coming up? Well, it's funny because i just did an interview last night and they asked me the same thing and you know because of such a you know a big success at our cd release party it was it was well received um rfl has gotten us you know some really good uh, promotion they have a really good pr guy helping us out uh you know our next step is you know they're looking at to get us you know up and down that east coast somehow some way you know whether it's a three or four day mini tour whether it's you know a week I don't we don't know yet uh, it's something I know that has been is being worked on um, so as soon as I know how about I let you know
1: okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah let us know because we want to you know see what's going on. is there a, um, uh, Is there any more music uh, in the works at the moment
2: actually yes it's full boy you just you're digging in see I don't answer this unless someone asks, <laughs> and no one else asks. so yeah we have already done pre-production on a new single, and um, I've gotten it to Mike. Mike really likes the song. Uh, Justin has laid down drums. We have our first uh, pre-production uh, uh, vocal evening with Scott and I. So we've got like ninety percent of the lyrics done, um, and I, you know, I, I think it's. It, Mike sent me a text back. All it said was, "I really, really like this song." And I know when he gets excited about something that, you know, we, we got another one coming. And it's it, it may not be as, you know, it's going to be more on the lines of, say, um, you remember the first album. I don't know if you remember the song, Tears, on the yeah, first album.
1: Yeah, that's the one I think Kevin and I were playing.
2: Okay, well, it's going to be more on the lines of that. Because, we you know, a lot of people told me that Retribution seemed very dark um, comparing it to Exit the Pain. Which it may have been, you know, it may, may have been. A lot happened during that album, uh, for me personally. So I might have been in that place, and you know, Scott may have kind of jumped on and just kind of fueled that fire. Yeah, um,
1: well, it's awesome. I, think, though. I mean, yeah, but, because I mean, rock and darkness have been. <laughs> I mean, we can go back to Black Sabbath <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for that. I mean, you know, so that's the tradition. Could, could go wrong, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I think, but
2: this one is going to be kind of the exclamation point on, mm-hmm. you know. I think it's going to be a great follow-up to retribution awesome. i think it could have been on you know that ep mm. uh, you know i just it just i came down here one morning and my coffee my you know sat down and i just started playing this this riff and then i came up with this melody and i thought man that that's not bad you know so i shot it off to scott and scott was like i'll you know i'll be over tonight i said okay <laughs> so i put like a rough arrangement together and uh, he came over and we just started again, just like I explained how we do things. We just started building it, and by the end of the night, I, I looked at him. I said, "Man, I said, I really like this. I think it's it's going to be a heck well, of a tune." I said, "We just gotta you know, just just keep you know tweaking it."
1: Uh, so why don't you go ahead and tell everybody where they can keep up with everything you guys have going on uh, on the internet?
2: Well, I'm going to lead you to two places. I love everybody to go like our page on Facebook. Um, you know, it's www.facebook.com slash /silk9 rises. And once you get to that page, uh you'll see all, all the time I'm always posting about um clicking the link to go to our annou- our concert announcement page. And why I do that is is you know I used to create events on Facebook all the time and Facebook as you know cuts you off. So it's like we couldn't invite everybody. Right. So this was I thought the next best step if we can get everybody to like our page and then become members which i have it private and closed um so um when you like when you when you get into that silk nine concert announcement um page you know it's just a closed group you know we talk about what we do uh we we, we, we if we have a, a new bundle that we want to put out in merchandise we put it on there first for about five to seven days at a discounted price before it hits the rfl record site um so we try to give everybody on that concert announcement page chance to you know hear new stuff see new stuff uh buy new stuff and just know where we're at first tickets vip all that from there first um and the funny thing is we all were only able to sell five outside of that because it was sold out in two days yeah wow. um so which was really great for i mean you know it, it felt really good to have a such a great response response from everyone um, well. yeah
1: that, I mean that, that that is you're doing so many things right <laughs> we're gonna talk about that we're gonna do a little post thing when we're done I, I always have a, uh, a little bit of post interview thing that we uh, that I share only with uh, 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 people on my on my list and stuff like that so I want to cool. get into that a little bit later but um, uh, Anthony thank you so much man for hanging out um, we want people to check you out on Facebook at silk nine Rises and uh, your website is silk9.com and we'll go ahead and s- plug uh, uh, RFL Records too um, because uh, uh, share the love a little bit rflrecords.com a lot of great hard rock there um, and we're all about that here so um, check those guys out but silk9.com is uh, the, the official webna- website and uh, Anthony wants you to check out Silk Nine Rises facebook.com backslash silk9rises uh, Anthony thank you so much for hanging out with me buddy you got a minute to hang up? hang out while I finish up the podcast? Absolutely. All right, very cool. All right, guys, you have been listening to Anthony Leone from Silk Nine, uh, great hard rock band. As you heard, uh, we uh, we put the uh, the uh, proof is in the pudding, and I think you guys could check that out right there. Once again, their website is silknine.com. dot um, And uh, just let's just keep this rock alive. Listen, guys, it's very important that you share the podcasts around. The reason why I'm always harping on you guys to share is because if you love this music, that means probably some of your friends, a lot of your friends, are probably going to like it. And and so this is a great way to kind of get the word out about these bands. And people love the behind-the-scenes stuff. I mean, think back to the old Behind the Music uh, show on uh, on VH1. People love to know what's going on. They love the inside scoop. So share it around if it's a, if it's a band or a genre that you are uh, interested in. Share it with your friends. Let them know about it because we're all tired of the whining. You know the whining. There's no good
0: music out there. Yes, there
1: is. <laughs> it's all out there. You're listening to it right now. Let your friends know about it. All right guys, thanks a lot. Alright, guys, you haven't listened to Ludini Rock and Roll Circus, that website is ludinirockandrollcircus.com, and one more time, if you guys are interested in getting some behind-the-scenes stuff, some uh, some deeper things, you want to follow me along as I work on my new record and work on shows and, and tracks like that, plus be introduced to very cool hard rock bands and stuff that you're not hearing anywhere else, please go to music.com backslash inner circle, and it's all self-explanatory there. Guys, it's just been uh, really fun. This is this is what I live for, is this great rock and roll and I'm so happy that Anthony was able to get on today and we're able to do this thing check him out one more time at silk9.com guys remember no matter where you are if you are I don't care if you're north side south side cranberry wherever you are just remember you yes you are the revolution Ludini rock and roll circus we'll catch you on the next podcast